Good morning all to all of our listeners. Today is Thursday, November 14th. It is 10, 12 a.m. in Spokane, Washington. I'm Tyler Smith. I'm here with who they call the Mexican Colin Coward, Luis Fredo. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing this morning, Luis? Uh, good, man. Shout out to Colin. He also went to Eastern, and that's where I go to school. Yeah. Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington University. And that's where I go to school right now, so that's, uh, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to Colin Coward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are excited to be back. Uh, this is the Fantasy Basketball Podcast, The Pickup. We are going to be doing episode three today. Every single Thursday morning at 10 a.m., we get on the mics and we talk about the most important waiver wire pickups, some of the really important and fun news to talk about, and then scores from Wednesday night being one of the busiest nights of the week. Yeah, although this week we had six, uh, only six or seven games, which is kind of a bummer, but we still have actually a ton of injury news that we need to go over. Five major injuries. Um, uh, unfortunately, and we'll get into it, unlike the situation with the suspension with Colin, some of these injuries, there really isn't a whole lot to pick up. Um, like I said, unlike uh, Houston, or I mean, the Hawks, there was a Jabari Parker who's been, who's on been actually doing really well. On a tear, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. I know, there, there actually have been a lot of injuries going down over the last week. Some of them have some fancy implications, some guys you can maybe take a stab on, but you're right. I mean, there's some teams that aren't a lot of good pickups. Yeah, the Bucks situation, which we'll get into. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, we're going to start off today talking about the number one injury that I think is the most important. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it off De'Aaron Fox. Three to four weeks, ankle injury in practice. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds like someone... So usually an ankle injury is when someone steps on you. Or no, yeah, when you step on someone else, it sounds like someone stepped on his ankle. So his ankle was grounded yeah. and someone stepped on his ankle which i mean just even thinking about it doesn't sound like very much fun yeah absolutely um having an ankle injury like that you don't know what severity it is but when they put a three to four week timetable on you have to think that that was actually a pretty big ankle sprain and that's just to reevaluate to three in three to four weeks so yeah. we could be talking even further than that yeah it sucks because De'Aaron fox started off the season actually re- really slow in our hometown fantasy league for record he got drafted at the end of the second or third maybe th- the first pick in the third round yeah third first pick third round ah shout out to steezy dc yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's having a rough year yeah dude he's had a lot of injuries to start off the season but um i think that his team is going to come come through strong eventually here coming up once his health team gets healthy so any fantasy implications for De'Aaron fox in sacramento who actually started turning the season around a little bit yeah they won like what four out of five um so which is good for your fantasy perspective you know hopefully fox doesn't get shut down towards the end of the year um but as it comes to fantasy implications i i think the big winner here is bogdanovich obviously if you've been catching any of his games i think once we go over um uh, some of the games here uh we'll bring up some of his stats but bogdanovich is uh, usage has skyrocketed um, with when uh, whenever even when they he was healthy, um, it skyrocketed. Now that he's not, um, I think he is the clear cut winner here. I definitely agree with you, Bogdanovich. The last game, I mean, he's been coming off the bench, but he played 32 minutes last game, and that's the most minutes he's seen this season. So he looks like he's filling in that almost point guardish role because Corey Joseph played big minutes, but he didn't do anything on the stat sheet. Yeah, and, and so. When that would be the second, I think biggest winner would be Joseph, uh, and I do like that he played thirty minutes. I mean, you can have an off night, but the fact that you get to play thirty minutes is is huge to me. So if you're looking 
for, you know, uh, if you're dependent on, you know, depleted on assist, mm-hmm. that might be a guy yeah, that you could just stab. plug in. You know, if he's getting 30 minutes, he's eventually going to start, you know, hopefully putting together some games. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's a, another viable pickup. Definitely. I I think one of the players that stood out to me on Sacramento that is getting a little bit more opportunity is Nemenja Belisa. I hope I said his name correctly. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of guys that I think are going to mess with their names up. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he got 35 minutes, the most minutes he's played this season. So Luke Walton looks like he's playing his starters heavy minutes. And if Belitza is getting 30 to 35 minutes a night, he's actually a really productive fantasy player. He doesn't hurt you anywhere. Yeah, and what I didn't realize until we, we had a conversation about this yesterday. Um, what I didn't realize, so I didn't think any of the minutes would essentially go to him like at the point guard position. Um, I, he did get a boost in minutes. And maybe it trickled its way down, you know, moving someone from shooting guard to small forward and soon small forward to power forward and so on. Which left the door open uh, for, for really all the power a, forward minutes. A couple more minutes, exactly. But what I think ended up happening more that helped his stats um, would be usage. Um, I think there's a, uh, if we were to look it up, I think Fox probably leads the team in usage. I I mean, uh, so there, that that's a lot of, a usage left to for someone to pick up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. My older brother Rob Tishrobe, he told me to pick up Nemenja Bajelka, so <laughs> I went after it. I swooped him up last night. I just had to take a stab on him. Uh, Karis Lavert is now, as of this morning, ten oh nine a.m. is having surgery on his thumb. He's going to be out several weeks. Fantasy Labs just dropped the news. Uh, Karis Lavert has had now back-to-back seasons where he's had significant time being missed. We don't know the timetable at this point. It's just saying several weeks. He was on my fantasy team. I dropped him for Bielitsa last night. What do you do with Karis LeVert? And are there any other pickups that you feel like need to happen on uh, Brooklyn? Uh, and so for me, it's I think most of, for mostly for the entire fantasy world, fantasy basketball world, most people picked him up fifth, sixth round, maybe seventh. You got lucky if you picked him up in the eighth. So if you you're one of those teams that picked him up in the fifth sixth round, and you are winning, uh, I think you hold on to him. You try to because if it's just a couple weeks or several weeks or whatever it is, and you don't have any other injuries, you try and hold on. But he's been so bad that more than likely, if you picked him up in your fifth pick, you probably aren't doing very well in the standings, and. If you aren't doing very well in the standings, he's a guy that wasn't already doing very well. So it's you have to consider dropping him. He was playing fantasy value-wise greater than 13th round. Yes. Which is not ownable at times. However, you have to hold on to him, hope he turns the season around. But if you decide to move on from Karis Lever, I don't blame you. He's really inefficient from the field. His terrible... His free throws have been terrible, and the guys upped his turnovers by two a game from last year. Yeah, and it wasn't something like where he was shooting well from the free throw line last year, and then it, he did it. He's uh, worse this year because there's a plenty of guys that that's happening to, which you expect to, you know, return closer to the norm. Mm-hmm. He was already a bad free throw shooter last year. Um, I haven't gotten a chance to take a look at his uh, college shots, which I could probably look up. But I am imagining if he didn't do well. This, you know, in 80 or 50 some games last year and 
Yeah, yeah, it's just not looking good for him. I thought he was going to have a breakout kind of superstar year, so that's why I picked him up pretty early in the early in the sixth round. But there's players, uh, as evidenced by like Brandon Ingram and Andrew Wiggins, and who's another player that has been doing really well from efficiency standpoint this year that in the past they haven't done. Well. Um, we just we just named three. Um, who you just named two of the three right before the podcast started. Yeah, um, so I was I was kind of hopeful that Karis Levert was going to be one of those guys that upped his his um, efficiency wise. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, there's all guys uh, like uh, Luca. Luca skyrocketed in efficiency when it comes to field goal percentage and free throw percentage. Um, if you take a look at it, yeah, I mean, and you always expect those young guys to essentially regress or no progress yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, so. Uh, unfortunately for for him he's just going to be out a while and it's more than likely looking like a drop when it comes to uh, other guys on the team i think spencer dinwiddie almost in the same respect as bogdanovich um is another sixth man he's not going to start but he's that's the guy that's going to get most of the usage um uh i can't remember who started for him i think uh, Garrett Temple. Yeah, Temple, yep. and he was already being he efficiency wise he was rosterable, but yeah. uh, but the maybe guy you want to peek at Temple. Yeah, if- yeah, maybe take a peek at Temple. I think in our league he didn't get dropped, but I think in a majority, if I remember right, because I'll take a look at the drops for the day. There was a time where Dinwiddie was struggling, and he he was a high drop, drop for the day. Yeah. yeah, for the day. Um, so if he's available in your league, obviously that'd be the number one guy I'd go grab. Definitely. On other news, Kyle Lowry fractured his thumb. They gave him a two to three week timetable. I my gut says I'm a little worried about Kyle. He's had history of wrist and hand injuries in the past, and the guy seems to get hurt coming down the fantasy wire playoffs every single year to some degree. I hope he comes back healthy because Toronto's playing really well. Uh, what do you what do you do with Kyle Lowry and any implications him and Serge Ibaka being hurt? Any any players you want to pick up on Toronto? Um, I I do. When it comes to actually like, so he's getting a guy that's an older age, like older in age, and you start worrying about his play like declining just because of age. And I don't think that's the case when it comes to him. I think he's. Locked and loaded. I think that they're going to be a playoff team. The Raptors themselves, they are. They just beat the Clippers, the Lakers, the Blazers. That's pretty good, <laughs> On man. a road trip. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> um, so, I mean, to me, that tells me that once he can get back, he will be back. So it's not one of those situations where if if he two weeks, maybe he takes four weeks to get back. Maybe yeah. he takes three weeks. I think if it takes two weeks and he's ready to go in two weeks, which is what his timetable is. Very possible. Yeah, this coming Sunday will be one week. Uh, it does. It didn't seem like they were too worried about it. Um, he he. I watched a, a bunch of games. I watched obviously the Portland game. He seems lively. He's up and going. I think he might be coming back. Uh, when it comes to fantasy implications. Uh, for Lowry, I think the number one pickup is Powell. I just do not trust that guy. Yeah, and um, Fred Van Vliet, he looks like the guy. To, I mean, he's uh, becoming the guy. Yeah, yeah, 30 last night. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Fred Van Vliet's playing amazing this year. I was kind of big on uh, one of the fantasy managers in our league picked up Chris 
I hope it's his name right, Boucher. Yeah. And he looks pretty versatile, kind of reminded me of a raw Pascal Siakam a couple years ago. I like the way that they kind of Nick Nurse is using him. He didn't have a lot of minutes yesterday, but I kind of like his potential and to slide into power forward and center minutes. Yeah, I so those are those are his, like I think once he starts getting if you go for a per 36 minute basis, which is a good uh, barometer um, his defensive stats skyrocket like they're they're up there league leading if he were to get 36 minutes now you got to take that stuff with a grain of salt because if he actually did play 36 minutes hardly anyone ever actually gets to those numbers but the fact that he's even in that realm makes Shows his potential yeah exactly um and the only caveat like the only thing to that is that rhj had it uh ronnie hollis jefferson mm-hmm. had a killer game and i've always really like i, I I've watched him play, and and uh, he's a grinder. He's a he he'll he boards. He's gonna you know he'll catch your he'll hit open shots. He's not anything crazy or special, but uh, he did have a good game. Somebody else to watch if you're you know in that essentially a, a position battle. Yeah, definitely, and and sometimes a better person to have in real life than have on a fantasy court. Uh, I have here Gordon Hayward as a guy to discuss Jalen Brown's playing really good ball in the absence of Gordon Hayward Gordy was playing really good basketball leading up to his left hand fracture he's in a splint my gut says he might come back a little bit earlier than his timetable we'll see what happens with Gordy because it's a non-shooting hand I kind of think that he'll be back sooner rather than later but six weeks five to six weeks is a pretty long timetable I have it here as six to eight oh boy yeah yeah um Yes, so Jalen Brown was that third guy that we were talking about efficiency wise. Guys skyrocketed this year. Yeah, okay, so that efficiency is that, up. That's what it's, that's the other guy that we were talking about. Yeah, um, field goal free throw. Yeah, and it, um, so it's to me coming out of college, I literally watched him play in college, and I was like number one pick. And to me, it just has more to do with people that like are so incredibly athletic, um, but. Uh, I love. I, I mean, I, I'm glad. What I'm getting at is, I'm glad to see that he's actually putting it together. Um, and the contract that he got, I'm sure Boston's really happy that they're pulling, that he's pulling it together. Um, but uh, the other guy, the other guy is uh, Marcus Smart. Uh, I think he obviously. I, I I don't believe he was starting prior to the injury. Um, or I don't. They they were putting Jalen Brown at the two, Gordon Hayward at the three. three. So. Um, Marcus Smart was for sure sliding into the shooting guard spot at times when needed, but now he looks like he's yeah, going to now start he's a full all the way up until Gordy's back. Yeah. And that guy, if he's on the waiver wire, that's a, that's a steal. you got to get him on your team, but in really competitive leagues, he's not going to be available. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But that's So those two guys, I think, are the guys that gained the most value from Hayward going down. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate just because of his previous injury history. Um, and they're in first place. So, but that's another thing. Nine and one. Yeah, that, that's another thing you need to take into consideration. Do, like, if you have an IR spot, stick them in your IR spot. Obviously, um, if you in all the pro leagues in Yahoo, you have two, two, two IR spots. So more than likely, he's probably a hold unless you happen to have drafted three of the guys that we we're talking about right yeah, now, who also were injured for yeah, a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another guy that is interesting to talk about is Chris Middleton. He recently got injured, and that is a, a bad blow for fantasy owners. I don't think his timetable is too crazy long, 
Uh, what do you have written down timetable-wise? Three to four weeks, um, and it's a thigh bruise. Yeah. Which is, I I mean, I don't know of any other time. There there have been times where I think it was like Cody Zeller, I, if I remember right. Uh, a couple guys that also had thigh bruises that missed weeks on end. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember it being thigh bruise and then automatically going to three to four weeks i was giving you thigh bruises in seventh grade at the <laughs> ymca and you were back on the court the next day i i think something is more uh implicated than a thigh bruise i think he's got something more going on that they're probably just not giving to the public so it's tough with chris milton because we don't have a lot of information on him but he's going to be out three to four weeks and that's that's tough i think you got to hold on to him though just because of his potential and uh, fantasy implications, Chris Middleton, other players to pick up on Milwaukee. Do you have anyone that you want to swoop? They don't really have too deep of a team. See, so here's the thing. So this is, I think we were talking about it at the beginning of the pod, that this is would be one of the injuries that they're really, I think they're taking it in a group to, to fill in for them. There's, uh, I think, George Hill uh, will slide into the two. And push Wesley Matthews to the three. So both those guys gain a little bit. I and, and this is a guy I've actually really been hoping for is Dante. Uh, can't really say his last name. Davinci. Davincio. Yeah. Devin? Yeah. He's yeah. from Villanova. I think yeah. the year that they won it. Um, I watched some of the. I, I always flip on the Milwaukee game, um, especially when they're not covered um, nationally. I like watching them when they're just mm-hmm. t- just. You know, because Giannis tends to like, he's always eaten, but like, I, I just like to watch him when it's not nationally televised and they'll stick in Dante and he looks to me on the eye test like a really good basketball player. So that'd be the one guy I'd want to see gain the most t- playing time, but they'll also stick in Kyle Korver, Pat Connaughton. Yeah, we haven't seen Milwaukee play a game without Chris Milton yet, so they're still kind of up in the air who's going to get the minutes, but George Hill's been playing the best basketball off the bench. He's going to be a guy that's going to get solid minutes, and he he's going to be productive. Yeah, he'll always be efficient, I feel like. I think that's a good pickup. Yeah, I, and... Uh, this week was a bad week for anybody to pick up yeah, anyone on anyone Milwaukee two with games. two with two games. Um, I where I have all the uh, I don't re- yeah the Bucks play four times next week and I think if I remember right play four times the following week. So and he'll be gone for both of those weeks. So you really need to keep an eye. In a row, someone's gonna get picked up in the yeah. Lobby. There's going to be a pickup. Uh, we, my hunch tells me it's just George Hill is a safe side, but I want to watch Dante play so yeah. bad. Maybe Ursan Ilyasova comes in and plays some three minutes. He's had some history of actually coming in and playing big minutes and having some production for a couple weeks. So yeah. There's three players that you should keep your eye on in Milwaukee. And if tonight the Bucks play and there's a player on Milwaukee that plays really well, you might consider swooping them up for the next two weeks yeah eight games eight games um and and i mean this is some of the times that i've ended up with guys that ended up on my roster for the rest of the year is situations like this where they play four times and you're just like hey i'm gonna give them a shot and then they play four really good games and then they never leave your squad yeah i did it with daniel house yeah this year gotta hold daniel house he's got a back injury right now but he's playing super hot 
before yeah. it. Yeah, he had six deals, I think. Jeez. One game. I, I just like I Dean literally Jr. I did a double take on the box score. I was like, no way. I was like, that's gotta be some I was like, am I looking at the assist column? Because six steals off a guy that you everyone picked up. I don't I unless you're playing in a 30 man league, I don't think you had no and no one picked up Daniel House in a twelve man thirteen roster spot team like mm-hmm. so he's free and he's it's a guy that's getting you six deals yeah he's doing great uh other news eric gordon had knee surgery six weeks uh that's not a huge name right now anyways because for fantasy he might have been on the waiver wire for fantasy yeah it, yeah prior to this um it all it really does with house also being out is deplete the rockets bench yeah, more more buckets for james harden to eat up yeah Guy scored thir- 373 points in his first 10, 10 games. There's only been two players in the history of the NBA to beat that in the first 10 games, and that is Rick Barry, 1966-67, and Wilt Chamberlain. That's crazy. I thought that James Harden's scoring production might go down a little bit with Russell. Not the case, man. He is playing third overall ranking in fantasy basketball right now, and he's going to stay there. Yeah, no, there's a shot. He so he'll better. There's a shot that he betters his points per game last than from last year. He already is on pace as of right now, yeah. which is insane. Who's your MVP this year so far? Uh, for fantasy or just overall? Let's go overall. Oh, uh, I I'd have to say it's it's got to be Giannis yeah. for me for me and well, Anthony fan- Davis. The Lakers are nine and one. Yeah, I mean, he got hurt. He played. Sat. He sat last night. Yeah, it's just for me. It's more of. Uh, I guess I'm just looking at the number. Yeah, I, I like. I like Anthony Davis up there. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron's probably played a little better than him. He's you know three or he's got four to five triple doubles already. That's half the games. Season seventeen. Yeah. Sleep on the king. Yeah. So for me, maybe maybe LeBron over over AD, but cool. Um, I like Giannis's jump to assist to seven to eight is just insane. Yeah, yeah. Any other big injuries you want to talk about before we get into some of the fun news to, to chat about in the last week? Um, the only other things here, just real quick, I'll, uh, we don't even really have to talk about it. Um, Joel Embiid is sitting back to backs or sat the first back to back, which is not a good sign. Um, which is probably why he fell to twelve ish ten. Um. Paul George returns tonight. Um, I don't. What do you think are the fantasy implications there? To PG any, coming back, yeah, love it. Okay, I'm excited to see PG and Kawhi play. Uh, maybe Kawhi sits tonight. We'll see. It's back to back. He played last night, so we'll, we'll see what happens with the Clippers tonight. Paul George coming back. Patrick Patterson less minutes. Uh, Pat Bev is going to continue to play big minutes at point guard. PG slides in at the three four. Yeah, with Kawhi. I I don't think there's much fantasy implications. Um, they're both pretty efficient players. Essentially, the shots they'll need shots, but they aren't going to be Russell Westbrook, where they're going to be inefficient, yeah. where they could be going somewhere else. You got Lou Will and Montrezl Harrell eating up a lot of minutes and buckets. So there's. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are still going to eat. Maybe sure that's the guy. Maybe that's the guy. Lou. Lou goes down. Lou, the tad. tad. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure that the reason the amount of whatever his minutes are at this year, I'm sure they're there because partly Paul Paul George is out, and yeah. so once he comes back, he's going to take 
and fully rolling, he's going to end up taking like 30. Yes. 35. No, maybe not 35. 32, 30, mm-hmm. I think. And so that has to eat into at least Lou Williams. Um, and then other than that, just Anthony Davis sitting out with a hurt rib. The only, uh, And we'll get into it uh, when we uh, talk about the Lakers. Yep. Clint Capella yesterday had a concussion. He's out. For the next game, we'll see what happens. I don't know if he's actually been diagnosed with a concussion, but that's a name to keep an eye on. He's been officially ruled out for Friday. Yeah, yeah. So that's an unfortunate for Capella owners, but yeah. hopefully he's back on the court soon. Yeah, I don't think it. One game, maybe yeah. two games. Yeah. I got a quick question for you before we roll into news. What uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Jonathan Isaac are playing first round basketball in fantasy? Do you sell high on either of those guys? Absolutely on Brogdon. Um, I with uh, the we didn't actually get to it, which I'm glad you brought it up. Is Victor Oladipo is playing five on five at practice with the G League team. He's, I think, maybe what a cup one step away from practicing with the Pacers' actual team. So I mean, once he gets what two practices in with the actual Pacers, he'll be back probably at a limited amount of minutes. But at that point, his assist, I it's they have to come down. He's sitting where he's sitting at. His points will come down. His assists will come down. But it doesn't mean you have to sell low. I mean, I think you try and sell high, but I think you could stay in that second, third round. Third, yeah, third. The ball's for sure coming out of his hands a little bit more. Yeah, no, I would be selling. If someone's willing to offer me anything close to the first round, essentially Bradley Beal, 100%. I will trade him for Bradley Beal straight across. Easy. He's. I got a, I got a trade offer from the Moose Knuckle. He, he wanted to send me Mike Conley and Malcolm Brogdon for Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. And I rejected it just because I'm confident Drew Holiday is going to turn his season around. But I, yeah. I looked at it, and that's a, actually a relatively fair trade offer. But he was trying to get rid of Malcolm Brogdon for high value, which I would do. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't do that trade at all. I like Brooke Lopez. I like Drew Holiday. And Malcolm Brogdon's coming down. And I don't even know who this fourth guy in the trade is that you— Mike Conley. Yeah, no, that guy— until he turns it around, he that's a buy, that's a buy low, but buy low I yeah I I don't know I I I like your side of the trade better. Yep, yeah, cool. Big news around the NBA as far as uh, relative topics to to talk about. Russ and Pat Bev had a little feud going on last night. I thought that was a ton of fun. I love Russell Westbrook's personality. The guy is just hilarious. Yeah, he reminds you of like pickup basketball, which is what we, yeah, um, which is the reason we love the game today. Does not give crap. Yeah, nothing. He's just letting you know, which is good. And Pat Beverly goes goes back at him, and it's a great thing to watch. Yeah, he he he, uh, had a comment to the reporters. He said. Pat Bev, don't let him trick y'all, man. Like he playing defense, he don't guard nobody. Just out there running around, yeah, <laughs> clowning, yeah, yeah, I'm clowning on him, yeah. And he had a bad game too, so he fouled out, dropped forty seven. All of that last foul at the end of the game on Harden, it was like tried to, and he gave him a little bump. But I had a, I didn't watch all of it. I'm sure it had to deal with previous, yeah. like all the way up into. Uh, all the way up uh, to, until that point. Wasn't there an episode in the playoffs where Pat Bev went after Russell when Russell was on OKC and 
gave him like a knee check towards the end of the game. And yeah. Russell actually ended up getting maybe a little bit of an injury. Yeah, no. So it was a meniscus, not a tear. It was, I don't know what Some it was. Of a lesion. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, they called a timeout. He was dribbling the ball to his side of the bench. Yeah. And he lunged, gave him. And he lunged at him when he knew the timeout was coming and he ended up injuring him and he missed. Luckily, it was in the first round and they were a high seed. So he missed, I think, one series. But it was t- with that series, but it was with the low seed or something. Russell would knock him out in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. I yeah, love there was an, there was another fight. Yeah, uh, Rudy, Rudy and and Cat last night, and I don't know what people it, what it is with people, but they must just think Cat is like the biggest cat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going at Cat, but I'm kind of uh, happy for Cat taking a stance and being like, "Yo, guess what." I'm one of the best centers in the league, so come at me, bro. Yeah, no. Most of those people are never going to get into a fight. They know that they are never going to get into a fight. Uh, but it is I just weird that everybody like it has this thing to go at Carl Anthony Towns for some reason. I don't know. He must be soft or something. I, and I, I'm glad he's standing up for himself. Uh, the last thing we got to talk about is Dion Waiters. Oh my goodness! Uh, before we, because I think we got to get into the games here soon, because we or into the waiver wire pickups, because we, we then we got to get into the games. But Dion Waiters, Dion Waiters, uh, panic attack on the plane. Yeah, hitting the edibles. Yeah, he had a THC gummy. <laughs> um, it, uh, the like one of the things I want to talk about is that they must dislike this guy so much. I don't. I've never heard. Honest to God, like, I've never heard... So most of the time when you get a long suspension like that, it comes from the NBA, not from your team. So it, this came from his team. They better just release his ass. No, yeah, so 10, 10 games from a team is steep. That's steep. They must. They have to dislike you. And the reason they gave him 10 games is because he misses his bonus. He's not eligible for his million-something dollar bonus this year because of it. Yeah, and so he's already been in the doghouse because he was talking crap about rookies and Eric Spolstra. And and, and so now they suspiciously suspend him for the 10 games (laughs) that he need to be suspended so that he wouldn't get his bonus. I got Waiters Island playing with Jimmer Fredette and overseas. (laughs) Yeah, no, they can't release him. They're paying him way too much money. Um and uh, he wouldn't rat out his uh, – they think that it was a teammate that gave it to him. He wouldn't rat him out. So I'll give him props for him uh, in that situation that he didn't, you know, get another teammate in trouble. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's another funny situation to talk about. For sure. Waiver wire ads. This is what our fantasy basketball podcast is all about because we take this stuff very serious. We, we look every single night at what are the best waiver wire ads – because you can win a league by hitting a home run with a waiver wire ad. So f- less than 50% own is what we're going to kind of discuss. What is the number one waiver ad this week going into uh, the next week, number four? Um, so we have to take into consideration that the Suns play. Uh, and we'll go over the amount of games that each team plays. Like We'll just reel them off really quick. Um, and we won't really talk about which players to pick up because we're talking about them now. Um, but the team that plays five times next week is the Suns. Um, and if you if we were to look at um, availability for players um, for the Suns, 
I know Mikhail Bridges is, is out there in a high percentage. Same thing with Frank, because he had Frank Kaminsky. Yeah, he had what he's had a bad couple weeks, but then he had a good game, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Dario Sark, but possibly, yeah, possibly available, available, at, available in some leagues. Yeah, so that's those guys all play five times, and if you got hit with any of these injuries, because we talked about five guys that are going to miss at least three weeks or longer if it's if you have any one of those guys these got one of the sun's guys is perfect to fill in for for that guy so it's it's a lot of games yeah it's it's an advantage for you to know right now that this phoenix plays next week so that when you're going into friday saturday you're like okay before sunday hits i gotta go pick up a a sun's player because by sunday someone will realize mm-hmm. that they play five times and probably starting on Monday. Or maybe even Sunday morning you pick him Yeah, up. Sunday morning doesn't matter. I mean, even today, if there's a guy that you think... If Sark is there, I'd pick him up right now. Yeah. Sark, 100%. 100%. Uh, yeah, I'd go grab him. Less than 50% owned uh, players to think about considering grabbing. One of the guys stands out to me. I like Terrence Ross. He had a relatively good year. Last year, his efficiency struggled a little bit, but he's shown two back-to-back games getting minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. His minutes still are on the rise, and the Magic needs scoring off the bench. That's a guy to keep your eye on. Um, I, I, I like his ability to go out and hit threes and get steals, so he might be someone you swoop up. I don't think the Magic play four games next week. In fact, they don't. So that that's a guy to keep a, keep an eye on. Yeah. Um. I so I fit. I uh, watch a lot of uh, Orlando basketball. I have Vucevic, um, and I love the way he plays. And Aaron um, Gordon's playing better. Yeah, Aaron Gordon's picked it up, and I and we'll get to those guys here in a second. Um, but Ross, just and this is legitimately without having anything to do with basketball or fantasy basketball. Like you just watch him play. And the guy can hoop. Like he's confident, um, and, and we know that he can put up ninth to eighth round value in limited time. Um, and he has been dropped everywhere. He his uh own, his percentage owned is in the thirties. Um, and he got he was drafted in probably seventy five percent of leagues. So he's been dropped. All locked. He's been dropped a ton. So he's available. Go get him if you uh, need someone that hits threes. He's on the come up. You can just tell in his confidence when you watch uh, watch him play. Definitely agree with you. I, yeah. I can feel a come up coming for Ross. I have written down Glenn Robinson the third. I've been back and forth. One week I really liked him. The next week I didn't like him. This week I like him again. He's 22% owned. He's ranked 58th in Yahoo Leagues. That's a really high ranking. He's been really efficient. He shoots really good field goal percentage. He's getting you defensive stats. He's going to hit maybe 1-3 a game. He's not going to have huge box scores, but consistency-wise, he's been an actually good consistent player for the Warriors. Yeah, and I think if we were to break this down into positions, like do we have their starting point guard, like if they were healthy, um, ascent, excluding Curry and, and Clay, because those guys are out on month's end, you know, um, essentially Clay for the year. But so their starting point guard is held down by Russell, right? And then there's shooting guard is could be anyone, but Poole's been the the guy yeah, lately. Poole, um but and then but their power forward, their point guard and their center is essentially their their lockdown. It's going to be Willie Cauley-Stein, Draymond Green and Russell if they're healthy, leaving two positions open 
at the shooting guard and the small forward. I think he's got the small forward position on lockdown. He played the third, fourth, fourth mount, fourth most amount of minutes out of anybody on the team last night, which is starter minutes. Um, so, and like you said, he hit a three. He had three steals last night, um, which is that's the reason it's keeping his ranking up. And I mean, I. That, I don't think the Warriors play they don't. four times. Okay, yeah. They play three games. But. Yeah, if you if you uh, are in a competitive league and your waiver wire is dry like ours, um, and he is available, I think, in ours. He is. Um, it's a guy to pick up to consider. Uh, especially, I would 100% grab him in our league if he had been playing four times. There's a couple other guys here that we're going to talk about that I also also really like yeah who, who you got next on waiver wire ads this uh, week um the other person that i wanted to hit on and it's just strictly has to do with playing time because he's not putting up the defensive stats that i thought that he would be putting up because that's what his forte was in college uh is deandre hunter um i thought hunter would end up averaging at least a steal at a minimum, one steal, if not more. I was thinking maybe more. Um, and then somewhere in between one and zero, so like 0.5 blocks, 0.6 blocks, yeah. somewhere in there. His rebounds are even down. Yeah. Like not as not what you'd expect. Yeah, but what I do like is that, A, he's starting, and he played 40 minutes last night, or not, on, not last night, on Tuesday night. He played 40 minutes. He had two threes and he had a block, ended up with 12 points, six rebounds, and two assists. So that's two good games in a row for DeAndre Hunter. John Collins is still out till December 23rd. I like DeAndre Hunter. I really do. Um, he's going to be inconsistent, but if you can kind of ride him out and he hits his efficiency, he's not a bad player to own. If you're getting 39 minutes a night, you're going eventually to get some stats. Exactly. And you got to give him, you got to know that it's, he's a rookie and that as the season progresses is the better he'll get. Like that's, that's what's going to end up happening. So if, uh, and Atlanta does play four times, I think I, they do play four times, I believe. Yeah. I'm almost positive they do. Um, Oh, wait, no, that was this week. They played four times this week. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so they played four times this week. So this week, with two good games, he was a good pickup. He yeah. should have been picked up this week. This week. Just because he played four times, he's starting and getting heavy minutes. And look at what happened. He's having a good week, mm-hmm. you know. Um. So just a, a good example to, yeah. you know, somebody that is getting minutes, is young, and is playing four times. Is you got to roll the dice on him. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about Kobe White. The Bulls play four times next week, and there's three point guards on our waiver wire for the Bulls. Kobe White, Chris Dunn, and Tomas Sadoransky. That's kind of a messy rotation. There's going to be a game where one player plays really well and the other one puts up a stinker. I like Kobe White's season outlook later in the season. He's a really good player. I, I love where they drafted him from UNC. He's a stud. He can light it up. But he's just not quite ready at the moment with Chris Dunn coming in playing 20 minutes. Sadoransky starting. Yeah, Sadoransky starting and Chris Dunn is playing well. Yeah. Um, but it, And I'm sure anybody that is a basketball junkie like us saw that Kobe White had seven threes 
It was either in the third or in the, the fourth. In the fourth quarter. Bulls franchise record. Yeah, seven threes. In, so this is that's the type of potential that he brings. I really have him down as, like, I mean, at some point, Sadoransky, and, and I've never, even last year when he got, he had a good year last year, but he was on a depleted uh, Wizards. John Wall. Yeah, Wizards team. Like, nobody on that squad other than Bradley Beal. Like, his, uh, I mean... Rui wasn't there, obviously, so it was depleted, and he had a perfect setup. Now he's playing with guys, Zach Levine, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, who actually is out for the moment. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks if you drafted him. Um, uh, try and trade him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but you, know what I'm pl- you know what I'm saying? Like He's playing with all these guys, and he's not putting up the stats that he did last year, and that's because these guys are more talented than him. Um, so you got to think that Kobe is going to end up starting or taking over at least some of his minutes going down the road. Definitely. A couple other names to throw off. I like Frank Nidakilina. Yeah, and uh, we'll just call him Frankie. We'll call him Frank N. Yeah. Yeah, Fra- Frankie boy. Yeah, what is, what's his NYC. nickname? Let's go Frank Tank. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Frankie oh, Smokes. No, no, no. Oh, Frankie Smokes. What about the French Prince? Yeah, Fresh Prince. Frank, <laughs> yeah. uh, Frankie Smokes. Yeah, French Prince. I like Frank. He's had a couple really good games defensively. He's going to be an inconsistent scorer. The, the Knicks rotation always sucks. But Frank, did the Knicks play four games next week? We'll have to peek at that. Who cares? Yeah. You're not a big Frank guy? No, I'm not a big Knicks fan. Yeah, they play four times next week. He might be a guy you want to keep an eye on. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's another thing we can talk about in the news that we kind of skipped over. Did you see that they um, had a meeting um, or they called a press conference directly after the game? After Fitzdale? Yeah. Yeah. They were playing, I think, in New York. They were down 20 to the Cavs, and apparently, okay, uh, Dolan went in at like halftime or or something along these lines and yelled at the general manager and the president um, and just started screaming at them because they're losing to the Cavs by 20, which prompted them to uh, do a press conference after the game, which is completely and highly unusual. Like, that never happens because... They're talking about how their their team isn't going in the right direction. That they talking to, like directly to their fans, like please don't, you know, like this isn't what we had planned. While the coach is still, so they haven't talked to the coach because the coach is still talking to the team yeah. in the back because the game just ended. So they're legitimately talking about essentially the coach while the coach has no idea yeah. that they're talking about the coach. This thing's a mess. <laughs> the whole thing is a mess. Yeah. Um, Fitzdale's going to get fired. Yeah, and Fitzdale's going to get fired, and he's not playing the. He's not playing Mitchell when Mitchell's out at the moment, mm-hmm. and you have to think that they're holding him for a concussion just because they're being they're treating him. Nick's franchise is yeah. just a disaster. Yeah, the whole thing, I, I don't, and, and I don't know if I want anybody. There's a three-man rotation there that I don't want, um, but I do like Frank the best to just to get back on point. Um, so yeah, um, it's 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 a tough situation in New York. That is rough. Yeah, there are a couple players uh, on the Hornets who are playing really well. Dwayne Bacon is hurt. Malik Monk had a really good game. Uh, their Terry Rozier had a killer game last game. And, last night, yeah. Yeah, and Graham was starting at shooting guard for. Dwayne Bacon. Yeah. Um, yeah. He 
he I think and he hit a crucial three. Yeah. He hit a crucial three to tie it. Um which then John Morant drove it left handed, laid it up left handed in between like three people. Jeez. <laughs> Something like he that. Went, he went in between Cody Zeller's hands and around the opposite side. Yeah. And laid the ball in. Yeah, and laid the ball in. That's, Jaws for real, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's only a matter of time. Like, there's just certain guys that you just see and you're just like, okay, this year is not his year. Like, fantasy wise. Like any in this year might be his year. Who knows? But like as of the moment, like where I don't know where he's ranked. He's probably not great. He's probably not, or at least not putting where he got drafted. Mm-hmm. But but you know that he's getting, he's going to get there. He's gonna get there. He's going to get Had there. Eleven dimes, career high. Yeah, whether that's this year or this half, or maybe maybe it's post All Star break. Who knows? And shout out to my boy Jaron Jackson Jr. for playing good this week. Oh, oh my God. goodness! This guy probably doesn't even get sleep. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, waking up at two a.m. just thinking about JJ. Man, come on, boy. <laughs> Nightmares or something. Good God, he needs to be consistent. But yeah, he's looking better. Yeah, he had a really good game. We'll get to that because he's. He, I think we're gonna get to that game. Yeah. I have one last waiver wire to discuss because Tyler Hero is popping up on waiver wires. I know he's 67% owned, but if he's dropped, do you pick him up? There? Okay, so so here's – maybe I'll ask you this question because I do have one – on my list, I have one last guy that I forgot to uh, talk to you about that I wanted to talk about, um, and it's Kendrick Williams for the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, so if you had the choice between Tyler Hero and Kenrich, uh, who would you take? Do we need to look up maybe their, uh, their game log to, to, uh, to kind of weigh the odds? Yeah. Um, it's funny you asked me that question because I was reading a Roto World kind of recap on some of the games and I think Steve Alexander brought up Kenrich Williams and discussed his ability to play minutes and produce in those minutes. And yeah. I was looking at Williams' game log, and if when he gets minutes, he's actually really productive, and he's pretty versatile as a fantasy player. So Williams is probably, barring the injuries that are going on in the Pelicans, a player I'd rather have over Hero. Hero eventually will find a, a smooth groove throughout the season, and he'll catch fire at times, and he's probably going to be a better player long-term to own than Williams. But right now, at the moment, I think you take a stab on Williams for a couple of weeks. Yeah, it, and if there's so there if there's a guy, so we've talked about a ton of guys, and and let me real quick just to get sidetracked. Um, I have a list of guys that got picked up last night in a ton of leagues overall, like as in on YahooSports.com uh, or Fantasy Sports. You know, um, JJ Redick, Bogdanovich, Luke Kennard, DeAndre Jordan, Derek Favors, Jabari Parker, Will Barton. Spencer Dinwiddie, Kendrick Nunn, Cody Zeller, Colin Sexton, um, Evan Fournier, all these type of guys, they have been picked up in a ton of leagues, which means that they could be still available in your league. Go pick up these guys we aren't talking about, but they should be owned. They should be picked up. They're hot. Colin Sexton probably isn't borderline ad, but he's hot enough to be playing. He hit 30 on the Knicks. Yeah. Um, So what I was trying to tie that up into was that Kenrich Williams is – Event is essentially available in all the leagues. He's like at seven, eight percent. Yeah. So when it comes to a guy that we're talking about, that I know for a fact, more than likely, is available in your league, that I think you should take a shot on. 
it's him. And he does play four times next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, because I picked him up in mm-hmm. our league. Because mm-hmm. he's he's hot, he's a rookie, and he plays four times. And we were just talking about... I didn't even mean to lead into that. Mm-hmm. That's literally exactly what, I, what, like, what happened. He played 38 minutes in his last game. He had 11 rebounds and uh, 8 points. Uh, but the game before, he had 15 points, 2 steals, and a block. Um, and he hit two threes in the in that game, or three threes in that game, and two in the previous game before that. It's uh, it, it's um, in a fast paced offense. It's it's just um, I like to talk about in this waiver wire section about a guy that could potentially just be on your wire if you're listening for sure, and maybe you just take a stab. Adam, yeah, and, undrafted, yeah, Texas Christian. Yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, and so um, I like all those players you named. And realistically, in a competitive league, most of those guys won't be available. Yeah, but if any of those guys happen to be available, there's a reason why we're not talking about it because in competitive leagues, they're gone. Yeah, the but point. That there's about. times, obviously, like a Colin Sexton or like a Will Barton, that if they're not playing well, they get dropped. That's probably you use your waiver wire pick up to yeah, get them exactly for yeah. sure no question about it but players like Ken, kenrich williams they're going to be low percentage owned and they're available in pretty much really alexa well. show me the front door oh, sorry i need you <laughs> that was an ad on yahoo blame yahoo yahoo got you <laughs> all right cool let's get into some games from last night uh, the first game i want to talk about is john morant's game winner the grizz beating the hornets 119 117 that was a an awesome game to watch. I watched the end of it, and it was really cool to see them kind of go back and forth. This was kind of battle of the point guards. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we already talked about what Jaw did, um, and it, I just want to, like, talk about it, like, a little more. He His behind-the-back passes, his dribbles, uh, like, it's insane. Um, if there is any way that you could just pluck him away for not, ex- like – Maybe like a, you don't want to overpay, like I said, because he's a rookie. But just keep in mind that when it comes to like real life basketball, it usually eventually translates to fantasy, uh, especially with rookies, because their efficiency ends up coming back up. So if if you are a patient owner, go ahead and shoot an offer. You might get lucky and and grab them. Yeah, John Morant's going to get better as the season goes on. Yeah. Um, any uh, the other thing I kind of wanted to talk about here uh, is did you notice did I don't know if you have their box uh, pulled up but they had a ten man rotation with the the tenth guy being Kyle Anderson getting seventeen minutes that's the worst that was that's so a deep rotation for yeah seventeen minutes and he had a good and Kyle Anderson had a good game on top of that. Um, so I don't They're know. Playing a lot of players. Yeah. So I, what I'm getting at is people like uh, uh, Dylan Brooks and J- Jay Crowder. Those guys, I mean, are going to be off and on because of that. Because They're, of how deep they are. Yeah. Magic beat the Sixers. Joe Embiid sat back to backs. Magic looked pretty good. Uh, Aaron Gordon's coming around. Mark uh, Markel Fultz is starting, and Fournier got dropped in our league by one of our long-term owners who has 
sketchy decisions at times. <laughs> and Fournier got scooped up real quick. Yeah, waiver wire pickup. Yeah, for, no doubt about it. The Sixers, uh, without Embiid, Ben Simmons returned. I was actually really surprised they got blown out by Magic. Yeah, if you watched the game, if you watched the game, um, the Magic were just on fire. Um, if uh, it, it, I don't know if the, it was just their night kind of thing. Uh, it, it's a, a good thing to take away from it. I think was Ben Simmons was at the hoop at will, man. Like he is like freight train, mm-hmm. just finger rolling it at the bucket, dunking it. Um, so that was that was a good takeaway. Uh, you know, I know that you have Aaron Gordon. I don't know. You probably want to put in a couple of words about him because he had a killer game. Yeah, he's had three good games in a row. I actually traded for him right before he started playing well, so I got pretty lucky on him. What's been surprising about his last three games is his assists are up, he's boarding the ball well, his free throw and field goal percentage has been good in three in a row. I don't know how long he can continue that streak, but he's shown in the past he can put up some really big stat lines. Boy, wouldn't it be really cool if Aaron Gordon just continued to have a breakout year? I'm hopeful for him. Yeah, I've always liked him. Like I said, it's almost in the same page as Jalen Brown. Um, as soon as I saw his high school, I saw him play in Ju- I saw his junior what high college? school. It's Arizona. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I saw him play uh, his junior high school year mixtape, and I was blown away. And I was like, yeah. that guy's that first pick. Freak. Yeah. Um, the uh, only other thing I wanted to bring up is that without that, they're a little lower on their bench. And this is more of like real life basketball. They don't really have a bench. I can't think of Mm-mm. like I mean DJ Augustine and Ross. No, I meant oh, the Sixers. The Sixers, for yeah, sure. yeah. I mean they're the, yeah uh, their bench is kind of up. In, yeah, yeah. In the, air. the Magic are probably not going to make the playoffs, but the yeah. Sixers are, and yeah. so at that point the bench does matter. Um, and I for uh for uh for can or what's his name. Yeah, uh, he's Kork- He's been starting. Yeah, so that's probably like their best six game, but Pretty that's rough. not that's not great. And he makes some trades. Yeah. Um. One little quick note: uh, Coach Brown called uh, Tobias Harris his new JJ Redick, and then he, the and oh, then he proceeded. Yeah, and then he proceeded to go over oh, eleven. <laughs> Just a little quick note. I don't know if that messed with his head, but like so, real bad timing. All right, Tobias stinky. <laughs> Um, I the the Celtics are nine and one. Kemba's playing better than last year mm-hmm. in Charlotte, and he was an All Star last year. Kemba's been on fire. We had fourteen threes in the last two games, putting up first round value right now. Kemba's playing really good basketball. Are the Celtics the best team in the East? Uh, you know what? I don't. I want to say no, but I think we're getting a version of what they should have been last year. This year. Yeah, I mean, don't you think? I, I mean, think so. Do you think it the because essentially the only thing that the two things that changed was obviously Kyrie for Kemba and then Gordon Hayward. I wish Al would have stayed. Yeah, and then Al, um, and then but then Gordon Hayward, mm-hmm. uh, he's getting unleashed this year. Yeah, right? he essentially started playing to what he was supposed to be playing prior to the injury, of course. Um, but uh, Tatum also had a bad game two games ago, mm-hmm. and then he turned it around. What did you remember? What he shot. Boy, he was like one for eighteen or something. Like yeah, that. Woo. yeah, that was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. But then he turned it around. I think he shot somewhere near fifty percent. I think, think Reup Click sent us, sent us a text, and he goes, "This is a guy in our fantasy league." He goes, 
My second and third pick are playing really well. I think Porzingis was one for 11. And yeah. Tatum was one for 19 or 18. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then Porzingis finally got sat this year, or yeah. for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Something. I mean, I don't think we're going to get to him because Dallas didn't play. So I just yeah. want to you know, maybe stick that out there. The unicorn. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Beal, though, looks like he turned it around. Bing, bing, bing. 44, 5, and 6. Yeah. And uh, we can, I kind of want to talk about the trade that we had in... Um, in our league, league. Man. it would be what the second big blockbuster trade second you had the you had league. the first one yeah. uh, but the second one it was bradley beal for kelly Oubre and Oubre and uh, tobias harris and tobias harris joe ingles got thrown in on bradley he, beal's side yeah um what do you think about that got the guy that traded bradley beal in our league's an idiot <laughs> straight it's up. the same guy that dropped Evan Fournier. Straight up, straight up. <laughs> same questionable guy, moves. Same guy that dropped Evan Fournier. Even so. if Bradley Beal has a slow start to the year, just like Drew Holiday, do not ship him low. I, I think he he got a two for one, but I think Kelly Oubre is sometimes questionable. Yeah, and Tobias Harris is a solid player, and Joe Ingles sometimes plays okay. So I I think that he made a mistake getting rid of him. Yeah, I, he's I, hot. He's going to get hot. Yeah, I think the only thing wrong with Bradley Beal was his field goal percentage. Yeah. And I think if he had and it's legitimately like I think I don't think he's down anything like major across the way. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, I think he probably lost a trade. Um is there anything else you I I don't I know that a guy in our league dropped Mo Wagner, but he legitimately scored 12 points. In 18 minutes. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm, I'm telling you. Keep an eye on him. The second, Bryant, yeah, the know. second he drops down is somebody you want to, um, you know, you want to keep an eye on. Rockets beat the Clippers 102-93. Capella has had three really good games in a row, so it's a bummer to see him get hurt. And James Harden's just swapping on him all day. Yeah, we touched on that a little 47. bit. Yeah, yeah they, they don't have anyone Gucci's off the bench. coming back. Yeah. That, that'll... That box score will change next time Clippers Rockets play. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Harden, we think, is doing what he's doing because of the fact that they have no one else. I mean, they lost House and and Gordon, and Gordon's gone for a while. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Russell had a bad game. I mean, do you think that's? I mean, it's about typical. He's having a good game. He's having a bad game. Like. What do you I mean? What do you think? What do you? What, I would be frustrated if I owned Russell. If you're building your team around players that are inefficient, then Russell fits your team really well. And we have a guy in our league who owns players like Clint Capella, Russell Westbrook, Zion. He's waiting for Zion to get back. He's got LeBron. He's got terrible free throw shooters. All of those guys are bad free throw shooters. Yeah. So I think he fits a team like that really well. Yeah, I mean, and I think he's that guy. Our guy in our league, he actually has a strong team because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause he, he'll help out, you know, it, we'll do a pod about just punting probably, pr- uh, pre season mm-hmm. next season. Um, but yeah, um, it, punting helps you so much all the way around. Definitely. Wolves beat down on the Spurs 129 to 114. Saunders, the coach for the Wolves has a, kind of a weird rotation going on. He plays Wiggins. Who's having an amazing year. And Cat, huge minutes. And then everyone else, just kind of who's ever's playing well. Yeah. I. So what would you I, – I wanted to ask you, what would be your ideal starting lineup for the Timberwolves? I love Robert Covington. Okay, so that's three or four. Yeah, I want him to play 30 minutes Cat, a night. Yeah, Cat, so Andrew Wiggins, five, and that's Jeff your, Teague. 
And I really like to see Jarrett Culver play minutes at the two. That's exactly what I mean, without even talking about this, that's exactly what my lineup would be. Um, and the reason I asked the question is because I think Culver is going to end up being an ad at, at some point here. And I think it's coming sooner rather than later. I think the coach is playing with the idea of starting Culver. And once he gets there, it's only a matter of time before, just like any other rookie that we've been talking about. You take this, off. Yeah. We've talked about, uh, who was it? DeAndre Hunter, Hunter and all those John guys. Morant. Yeah, John Morant. Like those guys mm-hmm. just essentially need a little bit more time. Kobe White, yeah. When the time's right, Darius Garland. So players like that, keep yeah. an eye on Derek Culver. I yeah. think if he starts and gets 30 minutes a game, He's going to be great this year. Anything on the Spurs side? Oh, man, dude. The Spurs point guard, shooting guard rotation just pisses me off. I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, no, that we've, we hit it last time. The only note that I wanted to hit, we already hit the fight or the argument. Uh, DeRozan had a full entire stat line. Um, Trey Lyles is legitimately the worst starting power forward in the league, uh, he, <laughs> he listened to this. Oh my god! Listen, listen to this line. He had he went he played twenty two minutes. He went zero for two from the field, zero uh, for one from for the three. Jeez. Had zero points, three turnovers, one steal, and eleven rebounds. That's he went horrendous. Yeah, he had the only categories worth anything was one steal and eleven rebounds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever, pop, do your thing. He, I can't really. Talk crap about him. He knows what he's doing, but yeah, that's ins- doing. that's insane. Probably gonna win fifty games. I know Trey Lyles though. Get him <laughs> out of there. Get him out of there, man. Uh, news that is not relevant to last night, but Kevin Huerter went down with a shoulder injury. It just got announced that he does not have a timetable to return. That's unfortunate because Kevin Huerter was playing pretty good the last couple of games. His minutes were on the rise. He's fighting a knee injury early in the season. I loved Kevin Huerter as a pickup. I literally tried to trade for him in our league because I like him at the end of my bench being an efficient three-point shooter. He went down with a, a shoulder injury that is no time to return right now. That's unfortunate. Yeah. The other news that I think... So you just took a peek at your phone and got some news. I just got some... I think Kawhi Leonard Sitting back is back. ruled out, which isn't as... No surprise. Ex- which is exactly not exactly news, but I mean it's something we got to bring up while it's happening right now on the pod. Yeah. That's another reason I said don't draft him until mid second. We know that he's missing twenty games. I don't deal with people that miss twenty games on purpose. Like I'd rather just draft someone that's going to play eighty games. Maybe not even be as good, but Andre Drummond. I'll take eighty games. Yep. Um, Warriors played the Lakers last night. The media asked LeBron if he felt bad for the the Warriors. He said, "Hell no." Uh, <laughs> they I played them in the finals without Kevin Love and Kyrie. I don't feel bad for them at all. It's a perfect response. <laughs> a perfect response. Lakers are nine and two. They're winning sixty games. That's uh, my prediction. I know we got a LeBron Homer over here, no. which I am a fan too. But it's just the Lakers have hurt me and my Blazers back in the past, in the 2000s. We're going to get to the Blazers. Yeah, they're the next game. <laughs> um, but when it comes to fantasy implications here, I um, with AD sitting out, he who do you think has the best 
Jabel uh, McGee. Right? Okay. Oh, man, he ate it up last night. Yes. I love Jabel. Yes. If he's getting big minutes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I didn't really see a boost in anywhere else other than maybe Kuzma, obviously, mm-hmm. because he ended up starting. Yeah. Um, but, obviously, he's already more than likely owned. He's in the 80s uh, percentage owned. So, uh mcgee 18 points three blocks three steals 17 rebounds Jeez, and two assists and then howard also and this might be just because we were playing the warriors here so let's you take it with a little yeah. grain of salt howard 15 points one block eight rebounds and three assists yeah. um with lbj also putting up a full stat line kuzma getting his like we just mentioned um danny green's been dropped in our league yeah rondo's back there's essentially only two guys three guys that are owned in our league that are on the lakers Lakers. and that's it um howard is probably i think will eventually get picked up he'll be up and down yeah i want to own javel mcgee on my fantasy team for sure i i mean i'm not going to own him but i want him to be ownable because i like javel mcgee and i like what he does when he gets minutes and he just fills up the blocks and the rebounds and the points, yeah, the field goal percentage. It's just too bad that you can't own him when AD is healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, on the Warrior side, is there anything you want to talk about? I mean, we talked about Glenn Robinson the third. Yeah, uh, I, I actually own Willie Colley. He's the last man on my bench. I picked him up when he actually started coming back, and I've been pretty patient with him. It's starting to pay little bit of dividend because he's had three good games in a row where he's put up three three and two blocks his blocks are up from last year he's their starting center he's playing 25 minutes a night he's not been unleashed yet full minutes because they're kind of still being conservative with getting him back and healthy Uh, we'll see if kevin looney comes back i don't know about willie i'm holding on to him for the moment yeah um you hit pretty much hit it willie collie we've talked about all these guys in the last pod and, and everybody we already talked about like you said Robinson, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Green uh, looks terrible. Like it, Draymond it, looks awful. Yeah, he just doesn't look engaged. He doesn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, and and it's just almost plays to his like uh, personality, you know, like freaking big crybaby dude. It, yeah, like things aren't going well for him. He's gonna pout. Yeah, and it, it's just more of like like he like he he plays better when his team like so as soon as like even like when they're had when they were fully healthy if they were playing bad he played bad mm-hmm. you know like his stats were bad mm-hmm. and so that's what worries me when someone that's playing bad when they're already bad yeah uh you know like I, as a team as a team draymond's getting exposed yeah and so he it's it, he's a guy that needs to be around other good players and then he elevates your team and he'll get your team an extra five to ten wins a season mm-hmm. um he's that good but if you got good players around him you, uh, you want to move on to the next yeah one last one we're going to finish up the podcast today with the raptors and the blazers i sent a message to Luis and our friend uh dave last night and i said the blazers were not going to make the playoffs they're four and eight Luis is a huge blazers fan they don't look great and they're struggling I got a lot of confidence in their coach, and they got the best point guard in the league almost in Dame. So they may be able to turn their season around, but 4-8 and eight's not a great start. The Raptors are depleted. They didn't have Kyle Lowry, Serge Baca, and they beat them yeah. at home. Yeah, we can't stop anyone. Um, and if when you can't stop anyone and your best player has the game that he had last night, which I think was... What was it? Nine points. Yeah, he did not play great. Yeah, so he had a he had a bad game, 
Um, the thing is, is you can't stop anybody, and no one. There's two guys that played well for Toronto, and that was Siakam and Van Fleet. But other than that, they started some guy named Miller, Malcolm Miller. Never heard of him. Um, and Terrence Davis played 15 minutes off the bench. You have to think these guys are obviously only playing minutes because OG's out, and mm-hmm. he, uh, the coach, had already said that he's guaranteed to be back by Saturday. Saturday. Um, uh, other than other than that, I mean, Nazir Little started at power forward. For the first, Blazers don't have a power forward right now. Yeah, it's their first. It's as a rookie out of I think UNC. NC, yeah, UNC or NC State or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, I don't know. Um, Anthony Simons is getting what twenty minutes a game. Yeah, and he, I think he fully trusts him. So that might be a guy that, like, if you're in a competitive league like ours, he could potentially be owned because um, he finished the game. He fully trusts him. So uh, if it's you know someone that you think you can roster, it's not a bad idea. Like I said, another he's not a rookie, but second year and he got drafted when he was 18 or 19 so he's essentially young any any other things to mention on blazers raptors uh no um that's pretty much it great four games for next week we have the brooklyn nets the hornets the bulls Cavs, mavericks rockets clippers bucks pelicans knicks blazers spurs jazz and the suns play five games those are going to be teams that you're going to want to target some fantasy uh, waiver wire pickups on because you're going to just get more games than your opponent next week. So keep an eye on those teams and players to, that are going to be available. Yeah, um, and then there's two teams that play twice, um, the Magic and the Grizzlies. And great. I got three players. In those On those two teams? That's perfect. On those two teams? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. AG, two games, and, and Triple J and Ja. Yeah. So you're only going to get six, ga- six games out of those guys. So he essentially should probably go grab a Phoenix Sun. So great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and it's, uh, there's only two teams, which is actually a good thing for most people. Um, but yeah, um, those uh, guys that you don't want to pick up, players on those teams. So do not pick up Jay Crowder. Do not pick up... Ross. Brooks. Yeah, do not pick up... Uh, yeah, it's just those guys. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you want to go with the Suns. You'll get, you'll, yeah. you'll win your matchup because of it. Yeah, we want to give a shout out to all our listeners. Thank you for being part of our podcast. Uh, as we grow this thing, this is podcast number three, Fantasy Basketball. Week four. Week four is coming next week. We are going to be doing this every single Thursday morning, yeah. 10 a.m., trying to get the podcast release out same day so that you guys get the newest and most important news for waiver wire ads and news around the NBA. LP14, anything to add as we wrap up today? Uh, no, there's six games on the slate tonight. Uh, go watch them. Heck yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to next week. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Have a good one.